Mishmin Tulhis, Connor Cod Canyon, Coyote Woman, Sarah's Ruse. I am so honored to be here with Auntie Karina and all of our relatives. But I need to hear some words. Can I hear you say Huchin? Can I hear you say Chacheno? And then part of my language and part of my community, can I hear you say Ama Piritakawas? Ama Piritakawas. It's so beautiful hearing our languages. Right here, we are in Huchin. Chechenyo, one of eight languages just in Ohlone territory alone. I'm a proud Ohlone person. However, that my ancestors' ancestors didn't know that word. So remember, we are all impacted by colonization. When you think about it, when we honor our ancestors and our ancestors' ancestors, we can all honor our own indigeneity because our ancestors come from a land that they've always been indigenous to. All of our ancestors have earth-based spiritual practices. So we can all honor our own indigeneity. And it's important we honor indigenous protocol by becoming familiar with the original ancestors, the original stewards of the lands that we learn from, the lands that we benefit from, the lands that we are privileged to live on and earn money on and be in community on. I come from Indian Canyon Nation, daughter of tribal chairwoman Anne-Marie Sayers. And I identify as a Mutsun Ohlone California native with a little bit of Uramut ancestry. I'm attempting to honor all of my ancestors to the best of my ability. And I want to let you know that my mother, my grandmother believe that when song, ceremony, and dancing stops, so does the earth. I too believe that. So I want to offer a grandmother song to honor our grandmothers, their grandmothers, and an all mother earth. For without them and without her, we would not be here. We share this time and space together for a reason. So it's with that humility, that gratitude, that present-mindedness that I offer this song here in this space. This song came to me differently than a traditional Chumash grandmother song. So to honor indigenous copyright by recognizing where our songs come from and who we learn them from, this song came to me to be shared with you in community settings and consensually recorded, so I'm okay with that. Remember, when we gather in public spaces, when we're with indigenous community, always seek consent. We're here gathered and we want this message out there, so it's okay for me at least to be recorded. But always ask, because consent is key. So this is Canyon's grandmother song. <clears throat>
seven of us and so a lot of people laughed <laughs> and now we're 1400 <laughs> and 26 of us or 27 of us just went out to uh, line three to support the water protectors there who um, really are showing up in beautiful ways. And so we came uh, to support them, to be following their leadership, and then we, um, so there were a few glitches along the way, <laughs> let's just say that. Uh, but it was a moving and powerful experience, and we heard many expressions of gratitude for our being there. And our definition of grandmother is elder woman who cares for future generations. So, you know, we show pictures of our grandkids and stuff, but it's not the purpose of who we are. We're here to provide support for young people to feel held while you do this important work of social transformation. And so we came with that spirit to support the work that was already happening on the ground. And then on the last day before we came back on trains and planes and cars and however people got there, um, we went to the governor's mansion and we were joined by about 200 people from the Twin Cities who heard we were in town and were like, oh, we wanna go. 
And so they're now starting a chapter of the Thousand Grandmothers for Future Generations. But what I want to say about the pipeline is the people who are on the front line are going to need support. As the construction starts up again, they're all poised. All the pipes are along the, you know, it's like ready to go. And so we encourage you, if you have the time and the resources and the capacity to show up in a way that recognizes the leadership of the people there, because that's been a challenge. It's been a challenge with more than one group that's come, that it's been hard for them to shift their own energy from, we're here, we know what, what's going on, and we're going to be doing all these great things, and we're fabulous, uh, needs to shift to, how can we support? And so I encourage you, no matter how big a shot you are in your world, you know, we had a great example, uh, Starhawk was with us with the thousand grandmothers and she showed up with a beautifully humble heart there was no sense of i'm a big shot it really felt like what we're inviting people to bring which is regardless of my status in the rest of my world as i arrive here i am in service to the work that the indigenous people who are leading the struggle there that's the voice. That's the leadership that we follow. And so we want to both really encourage you to go and we really want you to do it in a good way so that it's not creating more work for the people there. But actually, you know, when you leave, they say, we're really glad they came. <laughs> so thank you all for being here to support our relatives here. The struggle is everywhere because colonization is just so baked into who we are as a country. And so we take these moments of expressions of liberation with great joy. And um, so the ancestors are so glad we are here. And so we honor them. We honor you, Karina, and your community, and we honor all of you for showing up. Go. Good day, relatives. I'm Karina Gould, and I'm Lashawn Aloni. I am um, the spokesperson and the tribal chair for the Confederated Villages of Lashawn. Today we are standing here again on sacred site, the sacred sites of our ancestors. I thank you for showing up with us for over five years to protect this sacred site, for continuously showing us love 
to protect this place that is part of our cosmology story. This is the first place where we had a village along the waters. Strawberry Creek used to run right across the end there. Our shell mounds are our burial sites, our ceremonial places, our villages. If you can imagine where the railroad tracks are, that's where the bay used to come and that fresh water used to meet that salt water. And our ancestors lived here for thousands of years. It's a part of our cosmology story because we are told that it's our responsibility and obligation to have prayer here. That's when our ancestors pass away. We place them in these shell mounds that when they when we have a ceremony here for four days they sit on a place that most people now know as Alcatraz. Our ancestors didn't go to Alcatraz Island. Our ancestors considered that a sacred place for our spirits. On the fourth day as the sun's going down as it's setting we believe our ancestor spirit take their leave from this place and they leave through our western gate. Our Western Gate is where the Golden Gate Bridge is now. When we gathered here on spring equinox, my family and I were in early morning. My brother had not yet made his way through the Western Gate. And you all showed up with hundreds of people and surrounded this shell mound with light and love and continue to show up by bringing messages of love and hope and putting them and surrounding the shell mound. And today we asked you to do the same. This person that owns this land, and it's very difficult to understand how people can own other people's sacred land. How they could own this land and, fi and fill it and cover it with a six foot fence and barbed wire, the violence that that shows. But we did not return the violence. We came and returned it in love and hope. And after she hired someone to take down our messages every day, people continued to come with love and hope, messages, children's artwork, prayers. And we thank you so much for doing that and continuing to do that. We are resistance because we are survivors. We are not defeated because we are still here. We are still breathing, and we are still standing, and the West Berkeley Shell Mound has called us all. If you look around today, you will see that all the four directions are here with us. All colors of the four directions stand with us on this sacred site. This sacred site has been a place for all people to come and pray. It doesn't matter what religion or spirituality you are, People have offered their prayers at our West Berkeley Shell Mound. This West Berkeley Shell Mound has been a place where we can remember our sacred places around the world. We have stood together for Mauna Kea and West Papua, for Tibet and Kashmir. We have stood here together for Palestine and for our relatives that were being our Jewish relatives as they were being killed in their own synagogues. We stood here together against oppression of all kinds and today on Memorial Day we take this day to remember. We take this day not to just remember 
the wars that were fought abroad. We don't just take this day as a day for the people that fought in the military for the United States government. We take today for us to remember this last year. This last year when there have been so many wars, so many battles. We take this day to remember those that lost the battle to COVID. We take this day to remember those that stood on the front lines in medical hospitals, those that were the ones that, the people that took care of those that were dying. We remember today those that never got to stay home, that had to work in stores on front lines and put themselves in danger for us during this time. Today we remember, we remember today the resiliency of us though, also. We remember today that there are people that are fighting wars across the country and across the world. So we remember those folks. We remember right now our relatives that stood up during COVID when George Floyd was murdered by police. We stand together with all of those relatives and family members that have lost their family members because of police violence. And we remember, we remember today, all of our, our sisters, our trans sisters that continue to die every day because of violence. We remember today, our relatives that are standing on line three. We remember today, our relatives that are in the Amazon standing against corporations. We remember today our relatives in Kashmir that are fighting genocide. We remember today our relatives that stood for Mauna Kea and continue to stand for their sacred site. We remember today the Winamam Wintu standing for the salmon. We remember today our relatives that are standing against oppression in all ways. We remember this today, but we remember that we are not defeated. We remember that we stand together. We remember that we are strong. We remember that we are the ones that we have been waiting for. We stand together and remember all of those beings that we don't always see the beings that have been exterminated because of climate disaster, because of the harms that human beings have put on this earth. We stand with them too, and we ask for them to come back to us in a generous way, to give us time for our grandchildren's grandchildren's grandchildren to be here on this earth. And so we come together to remember that as well. Three generations that are here um, with us today of Ohlone people, so I want to just thank you and love each other up in a distance way, in a shoulder, in a whatever way it is. But it's good to see your eyes and your smiles through your eyes right now. I'm going to ask my niece, Nadia, to come up and to share what's going on right now and the struggles that we need to pay attention to that's happening in Palestine right now. We talk about genocide. Genocide is about taking away a people's way of living taken away the way that people have lived for thousands of years. And so there's a thread that goes through today that talks about that, the same thing that happened at the West Berkeley Shell Mount and Tolone people, that this thread continues on.
Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Nadia Tamus. Um, I'm Palestinian, born and raised in the diaspora. I was actually born here on Ohlone territory um, and have been raised here most of my life. I want to start by saying thank you to Corina and to Grandma Ruth and to your family for having us here um, and for hosting us here as your guests for really the life that I've known. Um, so thank you. And also thank you to the resistance and the resiliency of the Ohlone people in the past, the present, and the future. They are the reason why we are here today and we're able to stand here on this land and live and make life. Um, I think when we talk about ongoing colonial violence, sometimes it's easy to talk about it in a past tense, right? Because we read about it in history books. But the fact of the matter is, is that it continues on today. Colonial violence is an ongoing thing. So is our resiliency. So I've seen, I see many of you here in solidarity with Palestine. I've seen many of you out here in the streets with us. Um, what is happening now is a continuation of the ongoing settler occupation that we have been under for over 73 years. We are a people who may be separated from our land, but we will never forget home. There are 13 and a half million of us around the world. And that comes, if you can think about it, 50% of our people live in exile. So that's at least 7 million people that was made from an initial refugee population of 800,000. Can you imagine that? My grandparents in 1948 were removed by Zionist militias with British and US weapons. And they were removed to a camp called Wahdat in the desert of Jordan. They thought that they were gonna be able to come back. They never came back. My grandparents are buried in Colma. They never went home. We have people here, Palestinians here, who are from El Sahel, from Yafa and Lit, which are some of the villages that are currently now deemed as neighborhoods of Tel Aviv. We have people here who are from Berzet, which is where a lot of our olive oil comes from. We know that olives are a really important tree and a sacred ancestral plant for us. It's also a major part of our economy, which is why settlers have been burning down our groves which is an attack on both our spiritual and our cultural meaning, but it also is an attack on the way that we can actually feed our families. We have people here from Beit Dokko and from the areas around Jerusalem. So when we talk about Sheikh Jarrah, Sheikh Jarrah is a neighborhood of Palestinians that have been fighting the ongoing colonization and ethnic cleansing of Palestinians out of Jerusalem, which is an intensive policy by the Israeli state, right? And so there are families that are continuing to stay. So when the news tells you that they are being evicted as if Israel is their landlords, don't fall for it. Because that is the land that they are from. They are holding down on the front lines and they are fighting against the ethnic cleansing, which is any, well, any facet of a colonial state, right? We have people here from Kalkilia. Kalkilia is a beautiful village. It's surrounded on three sides by the apartheid wall. They have one way in and one way out. 
They are being squozen out of their economies. Young people have to leave the area to find work to support their families. These are all facets of occupation. We actually don't have anyone here from Gaza today, but many of us came from a celebration. Two of our organizer friends from the Palestinian youth movement were married. And it was a wonderful, wonderful celebration. But it was also hard because like so many of our weddings, their families are unable to join us here because Israel prevents them from travel. So what we did was everybody together join in and celebrate their love and their life and the continuation of that in the face of so much violence, in the face of so much blood, in the face of so much hatred. What I wanted to share today, if everything else is jumbled and hard to get out, is that we as a people are not colonized. We are never finished. As we know in our tradition, those of us who have been killed, those of us who have died, they live on. It is our beliefs that we are eternal beings. That means that death does not put a punctuation on our life cycle. It means that we continue and we continue and we continue. And that also means that the center of our struggle is love. It means that we fight for our future. It means that we fight for justice for our ancestors who were wrong. It means that we fight for the possibility to live in liberation and in freedom, to be connected to our holy sites like Jerusalem without it having to be mediated by a colonial and Western power. It means that as Palestinians, wherever we are, we fight wherever there are people who are oppressed, we stand with them. It doesn't mean that we get it right the first time, but it means that we try to be the best relatives that we can be. And it is in this hope and in this passion that we stand with our Ohlone siblings. Because again, we are here as displaced people on their land. And it is our responsibility to struggle for them, to struggle for justice, to struggle to take this fence down, to struggle to revive the shell mound, to struggle for them to have their rights. Their rights not from law, their rights from creation, to be able to take care of this place, to be able to be connected to their ancestors. That is our, for them to rise, that is our responsibility. And what we also know is that much of the winning has already been done. And that's something that I've learned from Auntie Karina. Auntie Karina has taught me that even in the darkest hour, we are still victorious. Because we are still here and we will be. I see young native and Palestinian people in this audience, right here around us in the community. That is future. It will live beyond. And so there is an element of hope and faith that already the battles that we are fighting, we have already won them. It just means that we have to continue. I wanted to share a poem, if that's okay, that's written by Mahmoud Darwish. It's called Hadihi al-Ard, which means on this land. And he starts with Hadihi al-Ard, la yastahiktu al-hayat. 
It means on this land we have all that makes life worth living. On this land. On this land, we have on this land that which makes life worth living. We have on this land all of that which makes life worth living. April's hesitation, the aroma of bread at dawn, a woman's beseeching of men, the writings of Aeschylus, love's beginning, moss on a stone, mothers standing on a flute's thread, and the invader's fear of memories. We have on this land that which makes life worth living. September's end. A woman leaving 40 behind with all of her apricots. The hour of sunlight in prison. A cloud reflecting a swarm of creatures. A people's applause for those who face their own erasure with a smile. And the tyrant's fear of songs. We have on this land all of that which makes life worth living. On this land, the lady of our land, the mother of beginnings and the mother of all ends. She was called Palestine. Her name later became Palestine. My lady, because you are my lady. I have all that which makes life worth living. Rest in peace, Mahmoud Darwish. As you can all probably tell, I'm pretty emotional today and quite jumbled. It's been a lot for us who are out in the streets. I also want to shout out Lubna, Mesa, Jackie, Diana, Ibat, Rasha. I want to shout out my sisters here who have been organizing because we've been throwing down the past three weeks to get people to mobilize out in the streets. We had 10,000 people come and march with us. Many of you were there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for coming. On Tuesday, we held um, a march as part of the larger general strike that was called from our home. And next, uh, which is June 5th, we're holding an event for families at the San Leandro Marina for the next day, which is the commemorating the assault of 1967. And please, please bring your families, bring your loved ones, bring your communities to be with us. We're going to continue to organize. I want to say one last thing. I've talked a lot about inspiration from fighting with each other, with struggling with each other against the forces of oppression and darkness. What I want to say is something very specific. As part of this beautiful uh, commemoration uh, and visibilizing the struggle for the shell mound, there were some great ideas to bring about a street mural. If Did y'all see the street mural in San Francisco for Nekba Day? Mm -hmm. I want to thank you all who are part of Save the Shell Mound because y'all are the ones who gave us that idea. And it was really, really amazing. We had over 250 families come and help us paint. And so just in saying that, I wanted to highlight that 
This is part of us partnering together. We inspire one another. We show each other how to raise each other up, to raise up our hope, to raise up our families, even in the, even in the corners of darkness. And to say as well, that we are here demanding justice. We are here demanding reparations. We are here demanding liberation. We are here demanding support. Support and bravery to be brave in the face of so much fear. We are here demanding love. If there is ever confusion about the difference between anti-Semitism and anti-Zionism, please come and talk to me. We are here as a point of liberation and solidarity and dignity for all peoples. Don't let anybody tell you differently. of anti-Zionist Jews who have stood with us for a very long time and continue to do so. So don't let nobody tell you that this is about hatred. This is about future, this is about love, this is about justice. And we're here for each other. I want to thank you all for being here and for showing up. I know it's not for me. I know we're here for the Shaman. I know we're here to support our Ohlone siblings and our relatives. And I want to thank them for their bravery, for their courage, for their wisdom. In the face of so much difficulty, this is love and light and courage and is an inspiration to every single one of us. Thank you. to come up and talk about her people and what's been going on in Colombia and um, and let's, let's find out how we can support. My name is Maria Yomara Shingate. My name Yomara means ready for battle. My name Shingate means the union between who you are as a physical being with your internal knowledge. I am descended, I wrote this all down because otherwise I won't remember what I need to say. I'm descended of the Muisca people of occupied Colombia, the people of El Dorado, and Mali via Colombian enslavement through colonization. I was born in the Eastern Andes of Colombia in a small town called Florida Blanca. And first I want to thank Auntie Trina so much for having me here to share about what's happening in Colombia right now. There has been so much silencing on the parts of social media to cut off the messages that matter. And it's part of the sorrow that many of us are feeling who are not in our homelands. Um, so it's powerful to know that there's community here that stands with us as we stand with you. I want to thank the ancestors that fill every space of this place for teaching us the meaning of resistance. Colombia has been struggling deeply with corruption and violence over the last 50-ish years. And in 2016, a peace treaty was agreed on by the government with multiple paramilitary rebel groups to put down arms and strive for peace. However, the current president, Ivan Duque, basically campaigned on breaking this treaty and he won. 
government assassination of black and indigenous social leaders in Colombia speaking out about the imbalance of justice socially and environmental justice is at an all-time high and corruption and capitalism is the blood that drives it. Money that was allotted to the Colombian government for COVID support was spent in other non-approved ways and the state has recently put forth a tax reform bill that would have raised the taxes on poverty level people who are already struggling through this pandemic simply to feed themselves and stay housed. A tax as if simply to go from Oakland to Berkeley, you would have to pay a toll. On April 28th, the country took to the streets to protest this unjust tax reform and they were met with violence and have been standing for an entire month and four days in this time, the president of Colombia has rained down violence with the strength of, of some peop, a group called ESMAD. They're the riot police goons who are known for their aggression. The police are openly shooting into the crowds of people simply for not being in their homes, even if they are not protesting. Peaceful protesters have been killed for doing no more than singing and dancing in the streets with their community. The press is being targeted for daring to share what is happening. Mamas who have lost their babies to the violence of the police and paramilitaries have come to be on the front lines. The government has shut down internet and live streaming in cities with excess repression. And Duque, the president, says, after days of people being beaten, assaulted, and raped, and killed, and disappeared, that he would like to have a peaceful dialogue. And yet at night, he continues these attacks. La Minga, the indigenous guard of Colombia, has answered the call of the people. They are notoriously fierce and peaceful, standing for the rights of all indigenous people throughout Colombia and fiercely resisting for peace and the rights of Mother Earth. The president is saying that they are violent, that they are domestic terrorists, and they are attacking people, and they have set traps to enclose the groups of indigenous people in buildings and then attack them at night. The upper class in Colombia has responded by saying, Indians, go back to your territories. And La Minga has responded saying, all of Colombia is indigenous territory. <laughs> La Minga brings food and water to the people, and they are the literal embodiment of our resistance as indigenous people, reminding everyone that Colombia is indigenous territory. This Friday, that just passed, President Duque signed an unconstitutional decree declaring that the mayors and the governors of each state in Colombia be required to comply with the police and he deployed the full strength of the Colombian military to one of the biggest points of resistance in a town called Cali, Colombia. Cali is about 80% Afro-Colombian people and indigenous people. This decree bypasses a law in the constitution that requires approval for such a demand. Duque has been telling the international community that the government and the state is facing domestic terrorism and that they need aid. He put in the decree that the military has the legal right to use whatever means necessary to control the unrest. And he specified the importance of controlling the international narrative, which we know means that he cares what the world thinks about Colombia and his government which also means we have a responsibility to raise our voices as loud as we can to speak the truth. Oh. 
I want to invite you to search the hashtag SOS Colombia, C-O-L-O-M-B-I-A. Your phone will try very hard to spell it with a U. Um, and for, for information about how to send aid to groups on the ground who are making food for frontliners, um, please feel free to contact me uh, via social media, Maria Xiomara Shingate. The struggles that we share of corrupt land theft and violence against the people is not new, but we are holding hands through it all. We recognize each other in this battle against corrupt governments that should have no power. I want to invite you on June 13th to join the Palestinian youth movement hand in hand with Colombian community. We're holding an action at the Colombian and Israeli consulate, which ironically they share a building. Please join us from noon to 3 p.m. We'll be doing murals and being in community to know, get to know one another as we share a struggle. And now I ask you to repeat after me. Sa Shikika. Asan Shikanga. This means the people will continue to fight. And in the words taken from the hymn of the Indigenous Guard of Colombia, forward relatives who are willing to resist, we're defending our rights even if we have to die. Our friends have fallen, but they will not defeat us because for every Indigenous person dead, thousands more are being born. We are the guardians of life, the guardians of the planet. From this wounded land of ours, luminous stars protecting the peace, powerful shepherds, harbingers of peace, the voice of the conscious must represent and respect the essence of warriorship and a love of ancestral justice. If our blood is spilled, it spills into the heart of our territory and it feeds our roots for the future. Thank you. Take a deep breath. Another one. Let it go. Invite my sister uh, to come up here, who is a great leader um, that has been doing endless, tireless work for her Kashmiri family, and that is facing genocide. Who has, uh, who has gets very little um, press in the country about what is happening there in their country. And so I'd like to invite Huma Dar to come up and to speak and to share some words. Assalamu alaikum. Sending you peace. I want to start with a prayer. It's a prayer of opening and it's a prayer of victory because there is no victory until we are open. And those who are closed can never be victorious. And those who close sacred sites can never be victorious. And it's a prayer that we especially 
used to send blessings to our ancestors. Or for this place where our beloved ancestors, the ancestors of the Lishan, Huichin, ancestors, beloved ancestors, whose knowledge and wisdom and love and resistance is imbued in this land and imbued in the Ohlone people. That enables us to be here, that feeds us body and soul, whether we know it or not. And it's better to know. It's better to be grateful to those who host us. I'm deeply honored to be here, especially because I deeply love and honor our beloved leader, beloved sister, Corina Gold and all the Ohlone family, the relatives right here, I bow to you. Thank you. Thank you for showing us how to be. I think of Karina as a heart that pumps the blood of love and resistance and friendship and solidarity and sisterhood and joy and respect with all, within all of us. That's why we are all here, right? You're feeling that. Those who closed the sacred space were unable to close off the transmission of the sacredness outside. Today we mark the sacredness of our ancestors and our children the children from Kamloops, the children in Gaza, the children of Kashmir, the children of Colombia, the children all over the world who are an embodiment of life. The children and our elders, our grandparents and our great-grandparents who are suffering and yet they give us courage. And our youth, our beautiful youth. We're here to mark the sacredness of life and death. And those who are worshiping. Those who worship here and those who were worshiping in Masjid al-Aqsa. Those who are deeply embedded in the sacred. We come here to mark life and death. The dignity that is demanded by both the living and the dying and in their death, which as we have seen in the pandemic, it is not equally distributed. Our shell mounds are sacred. Our riverbeds are sacred. Our villages are sacred. Our forests are sacred. Our mountains are sacred. Manakia, which the colonizers are trying to desecrate. Our riverbeds in Kashmir that the Indian occupiers are mining 
our forest that the colonizers are stripping away. They're all sacred. Who plasters concrete on a sacred site? Who mines riverbeds? Who desecrates mountains, sacred mountains? Who evicts, ethnically cleanses human beings from our homes? I want to suggest that they are those who have lost the connection with the sacred. They don't realize their sacredness within. They don't realize the sacredness of life, of death, of worship. I have compassion for them. And I want to pray that they reconnect to the sacred. That is the only way for Mother Earth to go on with us human beings. Deeply honored and loved to have shared this moment with you. I come from Kashmir, born in exile, born of parents who were ethnically cleansed. And as here on the Ohlone territories, as here in all of the Turtle Island and Palestine and Kashmir, the ethnic cleansing is ongoing. And I beseech your prayers. Thank you. I mean, I have my sister Tiny come on up here and offer a few words. Uh, Tiny and I have been working together for decades uh, through homefulness, through standing up for many different things, but she's a warrior for the, those that are on the streets that nobody thinks about. And so as we are remembering, we must remember our relatives that live without a roof over their head. 200 years ago, that was not a concept on this land. And so I really want to ask Tiny to come on up and to offer some words or a uh, poem or whatever she's going to do because she's, she's Tiny. <laughs> From Sheikh Jarrah to Shell Mounds, private property is a settler lie. Can I get a witness? <laughs> From Iris Canada to Kashmir, private property is a settler lie. This is ground zero of the shift, family. So I thank you all for standing here. And most of all, I thank our ancestors for continuing to welcome us. I thank Karina for continuing to hold this space. For all the warriors who hold up Karina. To my powerful brothers and sisters at Poor Magazine, Presa Pobre, and all of my warriors on the street who you may or may not see or don't see every day when you accidentally and lovingly practice the violent act of looking away. You have a poverty scholar, that houseless mama, that houseless daughter, all those people you don't want to see, never want to be look away from me. What you going to do, arrest me? We're in your city. Yeah, these are all connected. So I wrote a, a piece because um, my heart cries 
every day for the ancestors from Kashmir to Sheikh Jarrah, from West Papua to West Oakland, from Lisa and our brothers and sisters who just died in Santa Cruz County because they were removed by a sweep. Hygienic metaphors about humans' lives like we are trash. Yes, I did say a sweep. And if we don't see that these are connected, then we cannot reach liberation. So this is for you, Anthony. Devil opers, yeah, I did say I like to fuck with the colonial language. Devil opers and real East snakes making colonial paper while ancestors are desecrate. Maps drawn, treaties, promises broken and long gone, contracts and leases stealed and extracted like leeches. We have parking lots and condos to sell. We have business deals. Come on, take your capitalist pill. 5,700 years old? Who really cares? There's money to make and more of Mama Earth to steal. Sacred shell mounts? What's that anyway? Get out of the way. Oh, I know, we'll give them a plaque or a street name. Money stops for no one, didn't you hear? I hear the gritos, I hear the screams. Aloni Lashan, mamas with babies under this asphalt veneer right here. They calling, they calling everyone. Like George Floyd murdered by the same settler colonial polite terror. Like mamas and sons and daughters in Sheikh Jarrah. Like mamas in West Papua's and mamas in Kashmir. Like mamas in the back of polite cars and in tents. In sleeping bags, being swept like we aren't even here. They came, the developers, they're here. The parking lot builders and the condominium takers, the speculators said to the mamas, you don't belong here, so we are gonna rewrite the game. Y'all are called the Mac Store and Old Navy. That's your new name creating so many confusing disguises, indigenous history is washed from our gaze. That no one's here, told and stole lies, created paper knives they called maps and contracts, and then kept on selling and retelling until everyone believed it like it was fact. But the shift is upon us, family. The lies are being seen. The fake his stories are falling into a lonely LaShawn Rivers in dreams. They calling us, family. They calling us. Can't you hear? They lifting up the her stories of truth because all these mamas, all these babies, all of our ancestors' graves from West Berkeley Shellmound to Sheikh Jarrah, no more lies can be sold and told. From West Papua to West Oakland, Mama Earth must be unsettled and unsold every fucking day. Oh, Thank you, family. Thank you, Karina. Oh, Thank you, tiny badass warrior. All right. Um, can I get Dohi to come up? She's going to offer us a song. You know, we are remembering again. 
the xenophobia that's happened in our country um, since COVID happened, affecting our Asian brothers and sisters. And so we're asking Dohi to come up and to, to offer some words and to uh, offer a song for us. So thank you so much, Dohi. and bring all these beloved communities together to remember and honor them and also aware ongoing struggles in here and globally. I am also grateful to be on this sacred side. 저는 제주에서 온 이도희입니다. I am Dohinli, originally coming from Jeju Island, south part of Korea, and now living in ancient village of Huchin in Oloni land. My country also has colonial history back in 1900 till 1945. That colonialism replaced by U.S. after Japanese occupation until now. 1950 Korean War divided our country north and south, and still our country is divided, and we called that is the forgotten war. Korea and many other countries are militarized and capitalized by U.S. colonialism. From this colonialism, wars, capitalism, dictatorship, and militarism affected a lot to the people who lived in their home, had to leave their country. And I know so many countries from Asia and other countries, we have many common reasons to leave behind the homeland, to come to the United States as a refugees and immigrants. And still, our struggles are continuing in this country. Since last year when the pandemic began, there are more numbers towards the Asian community, especially elders and women, violence are increasing. It really hurts my heart so badly. Thinking of our elders who have a fear to walk around even where they live. And our sisters, brothers, family, and community gather to weep and grieve together. And this is not just violence, it is part of bigger systemic racism. Targeting specifically for Asian communities, this institutional racism focused on dividing particular communities under the white supremacy. All our community members are not really being silent. No, we're not being silent. People are speaking up the truth and stand for the justice of racial equity and also abolish a patriarchal white supremacy system and healing and healing our community from the suffering of violence, division, and also our ancestor trauma through centuries. We all know, we all know this violence is not new to us. This is very familiar. This is really familiar to BIPOC community because it started when the land was colonized. And still, this is still continues. So we are here to grieve for all victims who lost their lives. And also we are here to continue their resilience through us together. And I am here also humbly as an artist and cultural practitioner. I love to offer a song 
as a prayer for all our ancestors who fought for keeping their homeland and still fighting and keeping our ancestral and sacred land in here and also back to our homeland. I am also connecting my native land in Jeju Island, where my people fighting for protecting the sacred land from the militarism. And I also connect my homeland to here, this shared mound, and with ancestors and people who are still living in here. And also I connect in here that we live to Chikzaka in Jerusalem. We all remember their resilience through our body and soul, and we will continue their dignities through our actions and prayers. So our next generation can continue to honor and protect our ancestral wisdom, culture, ceremony, and dignity on this land in our homeland too. Thank you. And I'm going to share the songs that um, our ancestors sang this song when the land was being occupied or they're fighting for the protecting their land. And whenever I connect with this lonely land, that song keep coming back. It's almost like my ancestor is whispering, keep that singing ongoing so we can keep this sacred land. So I believe that if we keep saying what ancestors say, I think we're living with their dignity and their resilience. So um, if you guys don't mind, I want you to be part of this song. It's just, you know, the heartbeat, or if you're standing just with your feet, so we can connect with the, the roots, our roots, with their roots, and the roots from your homeland to this land, this Ohlone land, so we can weave our roots together. Whoa, say ho! food over here if y'all hungry because it's hungry time right <laughs> anyway um so little bear's got some chicken and some beans and some potato salad if y'all hungry uh, please come and participate we uh, thank you so much for folks that have uh waited so long um and have kind of continued to put up ribbons and stuff i'm going to invite my nephew up here james to uh to representing the anti-police terror project <laughs> yes yes and there has been so much work that has been going on, so much beautiful things that are happening. Really want to thank for the vision of really helping us all in the Bay Area to stand up, to do the right thing, to um, especially when we were in the middle of COVID and things were erupting around the country, that they really held it down here. And so I really want to thank you so much, James, for coming out and helping us today. Thank you so much, Karina. Uh, it's humbling to hear you say those words. It's an honor to be uh, standing here, speaking before you all on this sacred land, on Alone land. It's an honor to speak uh, amidst so many uh, incredible warriors as have come before and spoken before us today. Uh, I have a lifetime of 
respect and admiration for the individuals who you've heard speak today uh, and their work uh, in, in, in service of uh, individual and collective liberation. So let's hear it for all those who have come here to speak and fight out for liberation before you today. Uh, again, it's an honor to be here standing before you all here in community at the Shell Mound. Uh, amidst all of the pain and the heartbreak that flows through us today, my heart swells with the joy of camaraderie, the joy I find when we unite towards a common purpose. As the anti-police terror project, we find that we have been uniting towards a common purpose with increased frequency in recent days as we continue to weave together the threads of our movement more tightly, creating a fabric that can withstand the constant violence and trauma of white supremacy, colonialism, and the cis-heteropatriarchy. For it is these moments, moments when black and indigenous organizers come together to denounce colonial violence both here against the Palestinians and across the globe and declare our support for rematriation of this land Declare our support for the rematriation of this land. Demand our support for a free Palestine. I know it's the end of the day and y'all are a little tired, so I'll excuse the lack of enthusiasm and energy. It's been a lot today. Uh, I know, uh, uh, I know it's been a lot, but uh, uh, it's these moments when we're all together here uh, that I feel that we're most firmly rooted on the pathway to collective liberation. Because we know that our struggles do not exist in a vacuum. As black people, we know that the forces that have pushed black people out of so-called Oakland and onto the streets are the same forces that continue to attempt to push the Ohlone off their lands while desecrating their sacred sites. We also know that the genocidal tactics of settler colonialism employed here continue to also be imposed in Palestine. And as black people, we know that the technology and tactics that have been deployed to surveil, imprison, and inflict deadly violence against the Palestinians are then packaged and sold to US governmental agencies to surveil, imprison, and inflict deadly violence against black and indigenous people here. And we know that across the world, methods of colonial violence practiced and developed here against indigenous people were packaged and sold and distributed across the globe for use to maintain systems of control. We also know that these systems of colonialism under the banner of white supremacy inflict disproportionate amounts of violence against the gender, uh, excuse, excuse me, disproportionate amounts of gender-based violence and violence against our LGBTQ to SIA community. This violence is often underreported, the harms unaddressed, and the healing under-resourced. We also know that these systems of white supremacy and colonialism are responsible for the countless deaths of black, indigenous, and Palestinian youth. We recently heard that the bodies of at least 215 indigenous youth were found under a residential school in so-called Kamloops, and our hearts are with the families of the children who were murdered and all of those who have been killed or disappeared in residential schools, and all those who have experienced trauma as a result. As our black children continue to be tracked from an early age and forced into a prison industrial complex, as Palestinian children are forced to live in open-air prisons, are displaced from their homes, and as more than 300 Palestinian children are murdered by Israeli forces, 
it is clear that the violence inflicted upon us shares an origin. And as black historians are digging in Tulsa to find the bodies of victims of the Tulsa Race Massacre, just as indigenous historians work to unearth indigenous bodies uh, in Kamloops, it is clear that this violence is rooted in white supremacy, a system that has no regard for our humanity, even in death. And it is with this knowledge, this knowledge that each of our struggles, while infinitely unique, stem from the same violent and traumatic systems that we are united. United in our efforts to understand each other's history so we can understand each other's struggle. Because if we understand each other's struggle and we understand the unifying threads between our struggles, we will be better equipped to fight back against these oppressive systems as a unified front. As many have said before me, and, any has, and many will say after me, it is that unity, all of those tightly woven threads bound by love together as a fabric of resistance that can withstand this system of white supremacist violence and will hold us together as we fight for collective liberation. Thank you. So my partner, Nidia, Alicia, and I, we would like to bring a song today that comes from Auntie Karina's wisdom. One time we were in circle in here, and she said these words. She said, the ancestors spoke to me. I, I heard them, and I had to respond to that call. What I see happening in this circle right now is us responding to a sacred call of our ancestors to struggle, to grieve, to celebrate our life and our connection. And so we're gonna do it in song as we close today. So let me hear y'all just say the words with me. Before we go, before we sing it, we're gonna say it. Say the ancestors have spoken. The ancestors have spoken. That's some good news. You better say it like you mean it. Say the ancestors have spoken. The ancestors have spoken. 
I'm saying too, if you feel called to dance, you know the ancestors love that too. You can move with it, all that. You're gonna harmonize, we're gonna do it out here. We're gonna feel the power of our connection, let's get it. Ancestors have spoken, we heard the sound. Protect the sacred, save the shell. I'll try that. The ancestors have spoken, we heard we heard the sound. Protect the sacred, save the shell. Come here, y'all. The ancestors have spoken, we heard, we heard the sound. Protect. Protect the sacred, save the shell now. The ancestors have spoken, we heard the sound. Protect the sacred, save the shell now. Tell all the perky now. The ancestors have spoken, we heard the sound. Protect the sacred. Say the shell Let's move when you look at feet. The ancestors have spoken. We heard the sound. Protect the sacred. Say the shell Like a prayer, come on. The ancestors have spoken. We heard the sound. Protect the sacred. Say the shell Ancestors have spoken, we heard the sound. Protect the sacred, said the shame. Ancestors have spoken, we heard the sound. Protect the sacred, said the shame. Ancestors have spoken, we heard the sound. Protect the sacred, save the
I want to thank our future ancestors. I want to thank all of you for continuing to struggle with us. I want to thank all of you that brought the issues of your own homes here so that we could put those down, these prayers, that our ancestors together talk to each other on that other side. They continue to hold us up from below and from above, from the sides of us, in front of us, and behind us. That we are never alone. We are never defeated. And I think that that's what we got today. Through all of the prayers and the songs and the words that were spoken here today, that we are not defeated. That we stand together stronger every single day. And thank you so much for continuing to come out here and protect this shell mound, which has been a place for all of us to gather. Um, so continue to put up ribbons, uh, get food, but we're going to open up the streets. So I'm going to ask you guys to make yourselves not targets for cars, okay? So, love you guys. Thank you so much. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>